Welcome everybody to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. Today, uh, I'm flying solo and we got some stuff to go over. I know we took a week off. There's some things going on during that week, um, especially, you know, just personal stuff for us. But during that week, um, there was a series of layoffs actually that happened at Bungie, Bungie Studios. Around 100 of the employees were released. About that's approximately around 8% of workforce due to not reaching uh, projected uh, goals for, for financials. Uh, somewhere in the vicinity of about 45% uh, short from the reports from Bloomberg. Uh, also, Forbes has been talking about this. Uh, Additionally, discussions of that the Final Shape expansion has been pushed back to June of 2024. Nothing from Bungie directly about that, though they did say in a very brief post um, that in the weeks ahead you'll be hearing from us about what's next in the short-term horizon beginning with next season in late November. Afterwards, we'll begin to unpack our team's bigger, bolder, brighter vision for the final shape, as well as the bridge, uh, we plan to build to take us all of this darkness into light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Destiny-coded, you know, nonsense to basically say, hey, uh, we're not going to tell you what's going on past the beginning of the next season. Um, by the way, that new season has officially been titled uh, Season of the Wish. November 28th is when it starts up. I will have the uh, link in the description for the path forward, as well as this week's uh, Destiny update. But most importantly, out of everything that transpired, um, myself, Venge, anybody affiliated with us, our hearts go out to the Bungie devs that were let go. Uh, we really hope you find a new home for yourselves. Uh, as soon as possible, land on your feet, and uh, we know you're all professionals, and you're going to do great, and hopefully the wherever you are will treat you better, and uh, keep you around longer, and, uh, you know, just want to uh, make sure that you all are doing all right. Outside of that, any further criticisms about what transpired and what's coming are going to be held until we get more information. So, the plan moving forward is we're going to talk about the immediate stuff first. And, and then once we start hearing from Bungie about what's moving forward with the Final Shape expansion what their plans are at, uh, post this um, incident. You know, we will discuss, we will critique, we will comment. Uh, so all we're going to be talking about now uh, for today is in the weekly update, we kind of got the Crucible Strike Team update that came in. So, uh, if you remember, after the state of the game 
and all the bad feelings that went with that, they kind of came back. Uh, Joel Blackburn had a video that was kind of like a me culpa where they said they're building a strike team to kind of like work on PvP, as well as doing some sort of pack for uh, a Crucible maps coming in the future. Now, this is the first of the reports of the Crucible Strike Team update. Uh, it says, today we're taking a look at the new team announcements before exploring Season 23's changes to the Crucible playlist experience and the continued goals of this initiative. So, uh, they're saying that, you know, there's features that they feel will have the most significant impact on the overall Crucible experience, and these features include rewards, matchmaking, playlists, and modes. Uh, their goal is to steer the Crucible experience in a direction that satisfies their most dedicated PvP players. Our updates won't all be perfect, but we will be iterating, meaning they'll be constantly working on stuff. This team is going to be constantly doing stuff. So we're actively taking feedback and data from forums, social media, survey results, and analytics to drive our decision-making process. Some changes will be more immediate, such like checkmate tuning, which has happened and does kind of like mess around with it. Uh, others will take time to process, such as spawning data. Let's take a few steps back into the October 12 uh, Destiny update where we talked about some mid-season patch changes, including checkmate, matchmaking, and spawning. Those changes went live October 17th. At the time of writing this, we're gathering data on spawning changes, so we won't be taking any more immediate action, but on the topic, of checkmate and matchmaking were actively iterating based on feedback and analytics for the season. Uh, they just tuned bows and hand cannons and checkmate. Uh, matchmaking says while skill compression is still functioning as expected, matchmaking times are normalizing as match skill deltas are widening. This is affecting a greater number of lower skill players than intended. In general, expect some back and forth adjustments. So, playlists. It's the first big thing coming for season 23. They're reintroducing a new 3v3 quick play node. They're introducing a new 6v6 quick play node that consists of 6v6 party and relentless rotating control modes in a new 6v6 unranked playlist and revising which modes rotate through each node. The update nodes will prioritize different matchmaking elements, integrated various gameplay rotations, and some will host PvP events like Iron Banner and Trials. Here's how each node will function. So the 3v3 quick play node that's coming next season, in two weeks, prioritizes connection and latency, rotates through weekly modes. We'll start season 23 with elimination and showdown. Trials will take over this node when Trials goes active. 3v3 ranked. Prioritizes rank for matchmaking, but if rank and skill are widely different, it blends the two. For example, a MADF skill player who is at platinum rank will be playing with other platinum rank players. However, if an ADF skill player is playing down at a silver rank, they may be placed in gold rank or low platinum ranks. This will affect competitive division rank and random playlists including survival at a higher weight and countdown rush at a lower weight. The 6v6 unranked will prioritize connection, latency, and skill for loose-based skill matchmaking. Rotates through different variations of control, including control, checkmate control, sparrow control, and momentum control. Yes, sparrow control is a new mode. Iron Banner will take over this node when it's active. 
in the 6v6 quick play. It's going to prioritize connection and latency, rotates through weekly nodes, modes, and cons consolidates party and relentless nodes. Uh, there's free for all, which prioritizes connection and latency, Crucible Labs, and private lobby. So let's uh, take a little bit closer look at everything else here. I mean, it, as somebody that's not a, I should really press, you know, uh, preface this sooner. As somebody that's not a major PvP player at all, I mean, I <laughs> the last time I actually played serious PvP in this game was when the uh, crafting weekend happened in Trials, and I was just screwing around in Trials and getting a good laugh out of it. But beyond that, I, I don't play PvP anymore. It's just not fun. And I don't know what how, what I could even suggest that could repair this. So I'm just letting them do what they need to do and following the lead of the PvP majority players on their likes and dislikes. And keeping my fingers crossed that the mode ends up improving to the point where somebody like me might actually jump in and give it another shot. So, back to the uh, little bit deeper thing. 3v3. Uh, regarding 3v3 ranked, so that's competitive node, we've decided to simplify it by reducing the number of game modes in the playlist, cycling between one deathmatch mode and one objective mode. As such, Countdown Rush is leaving labs and entering competitive as an objective mode, and Survival will be the deathmatch mode for Season 23. Meanwhile, 3v3 Quick Play will rotate through Elimination and Showdown for Season 23. Rift is sitting on the bench for now, but may very well return to the starting lineup in the future. We also plan at looking at adding more game types into 3v3 Quick Play Rotator in the future, along with potentially experimenting with testing rule sets and spawn changes for Trials and Comp. For 6v6, it says, as mentioned above, the 6v6 unranked node will rotate through different variations of control in addition to original control. These variations are simply control with a modifier. The core, ro the core mode rules remain the same, while the sandbox is slightly altered. By rotating modified control modes, we're segging into a future where we mix and match modes and modifiers and enable players to do the same. This is a long-term goal, and we'll talk more about this later point in time. That's interesting. Uh, is it going to have, like, match voting in the future? Well, we'll find out. And there's a new 6v6 quick play node. It's a consolidation of party and relentless rotators of the past. It simplifies the number of 66 nodes available and maintains parity with 3v3. Okay. Sparrow Control. One of the rotating control modes is Sparrow Control. It is control, but with sparrows. The bug becomes a feature. We hope you enjoy it on select weeks during Season 23. Keep an eye out for a unique metal that will only be obtainable during those weeks. This mode's playlist maps will be curated and weighted towards larger maps. Oh, so something like Disjunction will be uh, Sparrow Control. Okay. Which, by the way, Disjunction is still my favorite map when it comes to playing Rift on. Because it is rectangular. And it has, you know, two backfields. And it feels appropriate for basically Destiny Sports Ball. I hope we get more maps like that. With Sparrow Control... 
I hope that encourages some more larger maps. So when Sparrow Control is not a thing, Rift can be a thing. Because Rift on big maps is actually a lot of fun for me. Because it is like, you know, playing a sport. Uh, let's see, Checkmate. Never actually played Checkmate. Because, again, I haven't been in the Crucible. We plan to make Checkmate Control primary control mode for the first few weeks of Season 23. To be transparent, Checkmate has revealed and highlighted a community desire for a refined sandbox in the Crucible. We eventually want to take some of those lessons learned and apply them to base Crucible experience, just not as labs modes. We're not ready to slap Checkmate onto everything yet, but we're ready to expose the modifier to a larger audience and gather more feedback. Some changes related to Checkmate in Season 23. Ability cooldown penalty has decreased from 50% to 30%. Note, this is based on some tuning changes coming with Season 23. As always, we'll be monitoring this closely to see how it plays and we'll adjust accordingly. Alright, so I'm interested in what kind of ability tuning changes are coming, so I'm, I'm going to assume either this week or the week directly before the new season launches, so you know, two weeks out, so either this one or the following. Um, we'll we'll find something. Uh, let's see. Uh, Crucible Labs will include Checkmate 3v3 Clash and Checkmate 3v3 Countdown Rush. Trials Labs will be included with Checkmate Dominion, and we'll be making additional mid-season tuning adjustments based on feedback. Okay. Um, there's a section here on matchmaking and skill. I'm going to let you all read that. I will have this linked in the description. I, I gotta be very honest with you. Uh, I'm glad they have information in there for matchmaking and how they determine skill, but you know, I, I'm not interested in trying to figure it out because it really does not affect me very well and it makes for a uh, not so fun experience trying to I have any idea what it is. But for those here that are interested, the link will be in the description. You can read the section on your own. It's only like two paragraphs. Uh, map spawning. Now, map spawning is something that you know, I think we all agree is... A um, little bit of an issue. They said they've touched on previous spawning changes that were reverted back in the October 12th uh, weekly update. In Season 21, we experimented with certain spawn changes for Clash and Control. While the changes did achieve more variance and unpredictability in spawn points, it did not prevent players from spawning out of sight of other players with dangerous projectiles, such as supers. Since then, we've begun experimenting with new features in our spawning system. We hopefully this will give us variance and unpredictability, so while also avoiding spawn trapping and peaking issues. These features are still in development, but we'll definitely revisit the topic soon. In the meantime, let's talk about changes that are meant for this release and the immediate future. We have some tunings lined up for several maps, Midtown, Meltdown, and Endless Vale. These changes will be more subtle along the lines of previously mentioned Altered Flame and Cauldron changes. While these changes alone are not intended to completely solve spawn trapping issues, they are intended to work in conjunction with a set of 
changes planned down the line. The goal is to improve overall experience of spawning players in a safe and less predictable manner. Yes, that is a good thing. Um, spawn trapping while uh, doing it is kind of you know funny, but it's also kind of shitty for the person that are being trapped. And they can't escape, and it's just like you know super clock always in this one area. And you're just all getting blown up, and it's just yeah. It makes um, encounters not very fun in PvP when that's what it devolves into. Speaking of things devolving into difficulties, uh, let's talk comp. There's rank adjustments coming. In Season 23, we're making some changes to how rank points are adjusted post-match. In general, we're simplifying the formula, putting more emphasis on wins and losses. The major points are as follows. We remove the performance factor. Wins and losses are what matters. We're removing inflation protection. We will no longer reduce your rank points, rank point gains if your rank exceeds your skill. We will retain deflation protection so that if your rank is below your skill, you will still accelerate you upward. Ultimately, we can still expect rank to correlate with skill, but we won't be so heavy-handed about it. We hope these changes will make point gains and losses feel more consistent. Okay, comp players, um, let us know what you think about those changes, you know, to the rank adjustments, because I've seen a lot of people on socials complaining about, I win a match, I gain four points, I lose a match, I lose 200, you know, it's like, it sounds silly. So I'm hoping this kind of like makes it feel like when you're winning, you're advancing when you're losing you're not just plummeting to you know rock bottom for promotions and relegations the removing promotion and relegation series requirements for all divisions except adept and ascendant going forward you will only need to prove your skill when entering the most elite ranks or keeping yourself from dropping out of them for example if you're platinum trying to reach adept you'll enter a promotion series Conversely, if you're adept dropping down to platinum, you'll be able to defend your place via a relegation series. In conjunction with rank adjustment changes, we hope to smooth out the climb to your next intended rank while maintaining some of the amount of prestige expected for upper divisions. Okay. There's some mode rules here. Uh, they discussed uh, two competitive modes above, survival and countdown rush. Let's go over the changes. In survival, they're increasing respawn count from 4 to 6. In countdown rush, points to win have decreased from 6 to 5. They've decreased the round time from 120 seconds to 90 seconds, so from 2 minutes to a minute and 30. Time is refreshed with the second bomb. Due to the round time decrease, they've also decreased the heavy ammo spawn time from 90 to 60 seconds. Respawns and revives are enabled and unlimited. If the game goes 4-4, the final round will have the elimination rule enabled. This will show up as sudden death. In general, we made these changes to normalize the pacing and match times across the two modes. Okay. And there's a big picture of Saint-14, so that only means one thing, trials. So in Season 23, we're going to be making some small changes to trials rewards in preparation for some larger changes coming alongside the final shape. We'll have more details to share on those later. 
In the meantime, we're going to be adding a set of small weekly rewards that trigger depending on how many wins you get in a row before your card becomes flawed. There will be one each for three, four, five, and six wins on the card. And if you get the higher win total first, you'll get all the tiers below it too. Those rewards will be granted in a post-game loot stream when your card becomes flawed and they're currently set up to grant at three wins, some trials armor, four wins, five enhancement cores, five wins, trials weapons, six wins, three enhancement prisms. These rewards are only the first step in our journey to make trials more rewarding experience for those who cannot go flawless consistently. We also just increased the drop rate of added weapons on seven win cards after Flawless back up to the level it was when the Flawless pool existed. In addition to those reward changes, we're also going to be running a weekend of Trials Labs where Checkmate will be active in the playlist. We look forward to seeing how this shakes out in a more competitive setting than just Crucible Labs. Um, Alright, so you, these are you have to get wins in a row. That's great for people that can actually get wins in a row. I can go a whole weekend just like queuing in and it takes me hours to get seven wins on a card and there could be like 10, 15 losses in between each win. So this means I will not get any of those because I don't get wins in a row. Okay, are you bumping up the reputation gains? Because that's how I get stuff, is rep gains. And earning uh, engrams, which I just turn into... I take the Rahul and just, like, decrypt. Or I just decrypt them and, you know... Get whatever pops out. Uh, this is great for people that can actually win in a row, but... You know... Fuck everybody else, I guess. Unless they have stuff in the future. Honestly, that this is good for people that are playing trials all the time consistently. They're in every weekend. But if you want to increase the player population, so there's a broader pool of people that will jump in and you know do stuff, you have to make it more rewarding than this. Hopefully these changes that they're going to talk about in the future, coming with the final shape, reflect that. Because as of right now, no, I don't like that. By the way, I'm still holding that. If you have a card after the weekend, you've never gone to the lighthouse. It's still a flawed card, but you managed to get seven wins on that card. You should be able to take it and turn it into one adept weapon. You know, you're not getting the cosmetic rewards. You're not going to the lighthouse, which means you're not getting a shot at additional ones because you have to get rid of the card when you turn into you know uh, focus for an adept weapon you should be able to get an adept weapon out of it make it worth our time you know I, my, my job as a trials player is to help other people go to the lighthouse and I am very well aware of that so and by let other people go to the lighthouse means I lose 5-0 you know, I know, get good, whatever. But I should at least get something out of it. Beyond just minimal reputation gains. And dumb enhancement cores. And stuff like that. There should be better rewards offered. Uh, speaking of rewards, 
there's another thing about competitive rewards. So, you know, they're, they're talking about um, competitive focusing. And starting in 23, all retired competitive rewards will be available to focus from Shax's Legacy Crucible focusing menu. However, it's not as simple as just having engrams on hand. Shax expects you to test your metal too. You'll only be able to focus them once you have completed your placement matches. Unlike other focusing options, you'll be limited at number of weekly focuses based on the highest rank you've achieved. So, once you place and you're, let's say, you're untested, you can't focus at all. There's no focusing for you. If you're at copper, you get one weekly focus. Bronze, two. Silver, three. Gold, four. Platinum, five. Adept, six. And Ascendant, you get seven per week. Focusing for these, uh, the competitive division weapons. So the Rose, the Mercurial Overreach, and whatever else. The Mercurial Overreach is the Sniper. The Rose is the Hand Cannon. It says the cap on how many you can focus can be changed midweek, but only if you rank up. Every week to keep focusing, you're also going to have to finish your weekly matches. Don't worry, though. We won't ever decrease the number of weekly focuses you get during a single season. The max rank you earn will always be what you we count against, so if you have a rough week or an unlucky streak, you won't be punished. Uh, the price for these things... Uh, these weapons are intended to be some of the most reliable weapons for the Crucible play available, and as such, we consider their value to be similar to add-up weapons. Since Guardians are already committing themselves to regular engagement and competitive, we're going to rate for focusing these weapons will be three Crucible Engrams and 25,000 Glimmer. As always, we're going to continue monitoring and adjusting the top rates of materials and Engrams to ensure that players at all levels can reasonably spend their competitive focusing issues. I hate that it costs three Engrams to do this. I don't like it when it costs anything more than just the one Engram and then a bunch of other things. But taking three is just, I think, a little bit too much. I know they're saying it's like having a uh, uh, add-up weapon. But the barrier for entry is doing competitive division. Getting these weapons to begin with. I mean, come on. It's just silly. More to come. As mentioned above, this is in everything that's shipping in Season 23 and beyond. There's, of course, Iron Banner Tribute, Relic Mode Revisions, and the reprisal of Dreaming City Crucible Map with Citadel. That kind of meshes nicely with, you know, Season of the Wish, wouldn't you say? We're looking forward to sharing additional updates in the future, including increases in ritual activity post-match rewards. More Glimmer and Enhancement Cores. Ooh... Glimmer and Enhancement Cores. Yay! Come on, guys. Why, why can't we see, like, shaders thrown in as rewards? Other cosmetic goodies as rewards. Throw in more weapon drops or armor as rewards. Come on, something other than Glimmer and Enhancement Cores. There's a lot happening. There's plenty more we want to do. So partner does as we continue improving the Crucible experience. Well, the folks working on it, good luck. Um, 
I'm not hearing too much like super hype about it. It's a lot of we'll see when we get our hands on it, which I think is the best way to go about it. Uh, there's also a Ritual Weapon preview for Season 23. The Ritual Weapon is that weapon that is on uh, right before, is it Legend Rank? Now, it's on your, it's in the Vanguard, the Crucible, and Gambit. You can grind your rep levels, and you they all have the same weapon. And, and there's like three different uh, cosmetics. Um, ornaments for three playlists but this time it is a it is called chivalric fire it is a void caster sword so those are the swords that kind of look like a hook that when you use a heavy attack they kind of fire out uh, something ahead of them uh, for a ranged attack uh, the sword uh, can roll the void perk combo of repulsor brace and destabilizing rounds which will give it a high uptime on void overshields I don't know why it's saying it can roll uh, these uh, ritual weapons that you earn have fixed rolls on them. You don't re-roll these things. You don't keep grinding them out. It's just a fixed roll. You know, Salvager Salvo was one of these ritual weapons. It's just it's a fixed roll. You, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you know. We have a hand cannon, I think, this season. And I can't change the perks on it. It's fixed. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is a fixed roll sword. Uh, typically they have, like, in the third and fourth columns, uh, two different things you can select from. So you can set up repulsor brace and destabilizing rounds, which is nice for a sword, I guess. It's also coming with a new perk called Attrition Orbs. Uh, dealing sustained damage creates an orb of power. Hey, there we go. Relentless Strikes. It mentions it too, so I'm guessing Relentless Strikes is going to be on this thing as well. So, Relentless Strikes, Attrition Orbs, taking this to fight Crota. Uh, you have your um, uh, Void Surge mods on. You pick up an orb of power, gives you an armor charge. Oh boy, you're doing more damage to Crota as you're pounding away on them. Should be fun. Or anything else for that matter. So as always, you can take a pick on how you earn it between Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit. Each path will unlock a special ornament for the weapon themed by the ritual. Right. And you see a couple pictures of what these ornaments look like. It looks alright. Which is this caster frame sword just always look like boomerangs, which is very strange to me. In addition to the new Ritual Weapon, though, they've also had some changes to the Weapon Pools in Season 23. In Trials, what's leaving is the Immortal Submachine Gun and the Astral Horizon Shotgun. I can hear uh, applause as the Immortal is leaving. What's coming in new is going to be Incisor, 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 a Strand Adaptive Trace Rifle. And returning weapon is the Eye of Soul Kinetic Adaptive Sniper Rifle. It's going to have a Cassioid Foundry perk on that. For Iron Banner, the Dark Decider Auto Rifle and Ganora's Axe Slug Shotgun are going bye-bye. And the new Lethal Abundance Strand High Impact Auto Rifle will be joining the pool. 
And the returning weapon will be everybody's favorite, and actually a favorite of mine, the Reese Walker Kinetic Lightweight Shotgun. I am interested to see what new perks this is going to have on it. Potentially another, if Reese Walker has a banger pool to it, I might go back into Iron Banner for the first time since I got the Iron Lore title, to be honest with you. Um, and see if I can get my hands on a decent roll for that, because I do like the Reese Walker. It's a very, very, very good shotgun. Uh, the uh, impact auto, high impact auto rifle. Eh, I don't know. We'll have to see what the pool is for that. And in my favorite thing, Nightfalls, uh, the Buzzard sidearm, and as they say, the fan favorite, the Swarm machine gun. That's got to be sarcasm. It has to be sarcasm. Um, Buzzard, I like though. They're leaving. There's a new weapon called Undercurrent. This is an arc. Wave frame breech loaded grenade launcher. So, wave frame grenade launchers. It is going to, well, will it be able to compete with the uh, grenade launcher from, oh boy, what is that raid? Vow uh, of the Disciple. You know, that grenade launcher that is craftable, that everybody goes, oh, I have this. I don't ever, ever, ever need to use another grenade launcher again. And yes, dear listeners, you've detected that I am stuttering and stammering and delaying so I could try to remember what its name is because my cohort is not here to jump in and tell me what the name is on this thing. It's driving me nuts. But, yeah, it's... That GL, that crafted GL, is, like, one of the best in the game. Forbearance. That's what it is. Forbearance. I should have known that. Because, you know, it's a term when it comes to student loan debt is forbearance. Yeah, forbearance. Uh, my crafted one is weapon level 88 currently. You know, and I have it with Ambitious Assassin and Chain Reaction on it, both enhanced. And yeah, it's just a ad-clearing monster. And I'm wondering what this undercurrent arc wave frame breech-loaded grenade launcher is going to look like. Uh, the best thing is when it goes live, whatever week it is, we can kind of take a peek at it. Uh, Light.gg, when the season starts, it should have all of its perk rolls available to examine. And returning to the pool is the Uzume RR4 Arc Adaptive Sniper Rifle. Okay. If, if you like it, it is a um, Amelon Sniper. It's all right. It's been around before. Uh, not too many thoughts on that. But, yeah, there it is. There's your update as to what's going on in Destiny as of right now. Uh, with luck, next time, Venge will be back to assist on this. 
and we have a little bit more of a conversation going instead of just a me talking your ear off for over a half hour and trying to well not fall asleep reading this stuff by myself I, I'm being very honest it solo shows aren't always the most entertaining things out there uh, next week I we don't know what's coming it's whatever gets announced this week you know whatever information is coming uh, they mentioned there's ability changes coming so maybe we'll get a sandbox update for the abilities maybe we'll find out a little bit more about what seasonal activities are coming for season of the wish which is uh, season 23 yes the bungee's social uh, media has already kind of put out the uh, logo and everything for it so we do know the name and that's not a spoiler uh, but we'll just go for whatever is reported and uh, when that new season starts up hopefully pretty very 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 soon they like I'm talking the season starts on a Tuesday that Thursday they immediately start talking about what's coming down the pike in the future don't give us the oh well hope you enjoy the new season here's nothing you know type thing because we kind of like to know what's happening uh, especially if your expansion is getting delayed until June as being reported by actually reputable sources uh, it'd be nice to know because you know people need to plan ahead and uh, frankly in lieu of all the other games out there you know um, it, it's helpful to get the people out of a state of um, and by people I mean player base out of a state of uh, uncertainty because is uh, they're right now floating on is it or isn't it being delayed and if you say it one way or the other and the reasons why well that that you know will alleviate some of the uncertainty and uh, that, that's a good thing you, you don't want to have a player base that's you know confused well more than normal for the destiny player base are pretty confused most days insert rim shot I digress thank you for listening everybody um, thank you for sticking with us through over well over 120 episodes We'll figure out what happens next week. In the meantime, you know, if you like what you hear, click that like button on uh, follow us on at Spotify for podcasts, Hidden Guardians podcast. If you need to get a hold of us for any reason, our link tree is there, and you can shoot us an email or find us on our socials and talk to us there. In the meantime, be well, everybody. Take care, and bye bye now.